Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 175th episode of MTG Fast Finance, the podcast that only intentionally draws French girls. MTG Fast Finance is your weekly podcast covering the world of Magic the Gathering finance, collection management, and speculation. I'm your host, Travis Allen, Wizard Bumpin on Twitter. My co-host this week is Cliff Daigle, uh, Word of Commander, and we're here to help you guys make and save money playing our favorite game, Magic the Gathering. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. Looking forward to sharing some valuable information with all of you. This show is produced by MTGPrice.com, the leading MTG finance community. Sign up today at MTGPrice.com to manage your collection, track your specs, chat on a super awesome Discord, and read articles by some of the best financial minds in the hobby. Uh, MTG Fast Finance is proudly sponsored by Cool Stuff Inc., where you can find all sorts of cool stuff in stock, including the best in Magic the Gathering singles, sealed product, and a plethora of other collectibles. Use the promo code FINANCE5, that's the number 5, during checkout at CoolStuffInc.com to save 5% off your order and support this podcast. Cliff, is it as hot in California right now as it is in upstate New York? Uh, yes and no. I'm in the Bay, and the reason why it's so expensive here is because it gets above 80 degrees like twice a year. So, um, no. But then in, in Southern California, it's been pretty warm, and uh, I feel bad for all the folks I left behind there. It is uh, real warm here, like uncomfortably <laughs> warm here. Uh, very uh, sticky. I think you need to be clear on this. What is uncomfortably warm for the Buffalo area? Uh, it's like, that's a good question. I think it's like 82, 80, between 78 and 85, but the humidity has got to be almost 100%. It's like 70% or something, which is just, it's just, it just feels wet. You're just sticking wet. It's pretty awful. Every time I've gone back to New Orleans, uh, it's been, and I get off the plane, it's like walking into a warm, wet blanket. Just get hit with that blast of warm, humid air. Just, ooh. Yeah. I almost miss it. I almost miss it. <laughs> you got any big plans for tomorrow? Uh, we got a, a cubing potluck going on tomorrow. It's going to be a good time. There may or may not be some poker with magic cards as ante all along the way, too. <laughs> That's not, there you go. That'll work. Sounds a good time. We're I'm working tomorrow. Nothing too exciting. Um, you know, there'll be fireworks here. I'm actually I think I'm actually gonna have to leave work early because we live uh apparently we have heard we haven't actually had a July fourth in this house yet, but apparently this is like one of the primo spots in the city to watch fireworks from. And I'm I think traffic is gonna be like a gridlock tomorrow. So I'm like I'm gonna go to work, but I'm gonna come home like three hours early to make sure I can get in my driveway. And like my friends wanna come over and I think they're gonna ride their bikes because like it just you can't get your car here. Uh, if I had had more time, I would have put a sign out front that said people could park for 30 bucks or whatever. Um, our big, we're having our housewarming this weekend, though. Uh, should be a pretty big event. Looking forward to it. Yay, housewarming. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's talk about magic cards for people who actually want to listen to us talk about theoretically, <laughs> theoretically speaking. Um, segment one are top movers, uh, cards that have moved the most in price the last week. Segment two, cards to watch. Cliff and I will run through some of the cards we think have a pretty good outlook. 
Segment three, uh, there's the modern MTGO modern MCQ was like yesterday or the day before. There was also the uh, Star City Team Modern Open um, that we can take a look at. So we got a couple things to peek in on. Uh, and segment four, our topic of the week, we're crowdsourcing that. I'm waiting, waiting for people to respond in Discord <laughs> what they want us to talk about this week. We're kind of, you know, we finally got past Modern Horizons and now Modern is like not not solved, but like it's not tumultuous to the minute and all them 2020 spoilers are out, but we haven't really seen that where that's gone yet. So maybe we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about a little bit of those maybe uh, when we get there, especially if nobody comes up with anything good, but I'm hoping that by the time we get to segment four, someone will have written a good idea on the discord. Um, I have, I have confidence and faith in our discord participants because quite frankly, it is a scary bunch of sharks that inhabit that discord. Yeah, they are ravenous to say the least. Uh, ravenous is a good word. I like the, it. I mean, the last time I asked in discord for suggestions, we got like 20. So I'm sure they can come up with something. Um, all right. So let's get the week started here. Uh, Dread Presence out of core 2020, uh, like a dollar and change off the two and change. This is that black creature the three three that whenever swamp enters the battlefield you get to do something people really want to make this work with scape shift i mean the, the price went from like a dollar and change to two and change i think like i don't know if it was travis Wu or, or somebody was was playing this card um i don't this is a, a price movement that's hard to capitalize on and i don't think the deck is real so basically just doesn't matter at all uh, and you shouldn't chase it if you have any sell them i guess it's my takeaway here <laughs> Well, we're not going to be able. Most people won't have any in hand until this weekend. Um, but if you open some, then by all means, uh, I'm a big fan of sell everything the second you open it. You know, it's never going to be worth more than it is this weekend. Is this weekend release weekend? Yes. Okay. I, this is pre-release weekend. It's pre-release weekend. I, it's hard for me to keep up. There's just so much. It is. <laughs> we just had a, a pre-release weekend, and this is different from open house and different from draft weekend. Okay. So there's a, a lot to keep up with. This isn't pre-release weekend, but it's not release weekend. No, it it's is, not. It, it is pre-release weekend. But it's weekend. not draft weekend either. It's 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 special draft weekend, but it's only if uh, your credit card number ends in the right number. Yeah, it's... Okay. Uh, following that is Astral Slide. Out of Onslaught, foils like 12 bucks up to like 23 24 uh, Astro Slide is a longtime fan favorite. People were really excited that it would get reprinted in Modern Horizons when we found out what the general theme going on was going to be. Uh, we got Astral Drift instead of Astral Slide, but people are still eager to play with Astral Slide, I guess, in Kitchen Table Magic, Commander, um, those types of things. So we saw the foils jump, uh, and that's a little double up there. Supply was definitely low to begin with. Um, this is another one that I'd probably be happy to sell if I could t- get that you know, 24, 25 bucks for because it's just not legal anywhere at the moment. And with the presence of Astral Drift, it's hard to imagine Astral Slide showing up in modern. I'm I'm with you on all that. This seems like people who said, oh, all these new cycling cards, what's good with cycling? Well, Astral Slide is the premier cycling card. It's better than the uh, Lightning Rift or the Meditation one that do all kinds of other shenanigans. Just this is a free flicker added on to any cycle and you know, onslaught foils, old border foils. Yes, yummy, tasty. <laughs> All right. So, what's after that for us? 
Now, after that, we have Chandra, the Acolyte of Flame uh, from Corset 2020, has gone from about three to six. Um, there's three Chandra. This is not myth. This is rare Chandra, right? Yeah, it is. Yep. All right. So I'm having to look up which so, Chandra ability it is. I, I can fill you in on this one because I, I had the, I looked it up before okay. the show. So I actually know. Uh, this is the one, the three mana that makes three one elementals. And the reason that this is suddenly jumping in price is people are going gaga over Risen Reef, which uh, I, I glossed over in the spoiler because I'm just like, oh, it's a multicolor uncommon card. This is one of your draft archetypes, whatever. Um, but what that card does is it's a it's sort of like Coiling Oracle, three mana, one, one. Um, when it comes into play, you know, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a land, put it in the play. If not, draw it. But it's whenever Risen Elemental or another Elemental comes into play. So now you've gone from, oh, it's a slightly slower Coiling Oracle to, oh, you're telling me this can draw a card every single time I put an Elemental in the play and I can play a lot of Elementals in my deck and I have a Planeswalker that just makes two. So like you can play this on three, flip a land in the play or draw a card, turn four, play Chandra, make two Elementals, do it two more times. Um, so people are, are definitely jazzed about that strategy. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, elemental stuff go crazy in the next couple months because of the synergies that there are with uh, Risen Reef. Risen Reef is really the reason to play lots of elementals so far. We haven't seen another like good reason for it, but stapling Coiling Oracle onto every single one of those cards is really good. And uh, we'll we'll have to see what uh, what the metagame turns out to be. You know, we're this is a, a delightful three color deck that's only going to be. Easy, easily three color for another few months. And then we're back into temples plus shocks instead of uh, buddy lands. Yeah, this is. I'm going to be real interested in, to see where this goes. Um, you know, August is going to be a good time to start looking out for elementals that look good but haven't really gone anywhere. Um, and keep an eye out on the new set for you know the fall set for elementals um and and really trying it's, it's a two-prong it's look for good elementals in the fall set and also look for cards that do well in the risen risen reef deck this summer but like there's just not enough going on in magic to really drive their price because those will stand to spike in the fall if there are more elementals and i gotta tell you i think risen reef having read it again probably is good enough to like stay competitive after rotation i mean that can potentially draw you a lot of cards and people like to draw cards so uh, I, I'm going to be keeping an eye out for that for that type of stuff. There's a lot of things that make elemental tokens. I just uh, I just did a little search for it, and uh, my favorite is Young Pyromancer. <laughs> you know, well he's your light. He's not legal in standard though, right? No, thankfully. But uh, if we're looking for fun ways to abuse elementals, uh, that's the first one that, that jumped out to my eye. Yeah, he's he's certainly something spicy. I don't know if this is good enough in modern. It seems kind of slow for modern, but it seems like a nuts engine in standard. Yeah, there's all kinds of goodness. Uh, what's next? On? Next up, we have Monastery Mentor out of Fate Reforge. The Mythic has about doubled up from 22 to around 45-ish, and uh, it's just seeing more play. And as the Mythic out of Fate Reforged, it never had that big a supply to begin with. 
And uh, hopefully you got your copies when they were cheap. Didn't, weren't we talking about this last week? Yes, this, we were. Last week it was the foils, and this week we're on the non-foils. So this is just to continue on from um, from last week. People you know, targeted the foils first, and now they've kind of switched gears and gone after the non-foils. Uh, again, not, not too surprising, especially after we saw the foils jump. Yep, makes a lot of sense. Uh, uh, ne- go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. But please, please. <laughs> it amuses me. Uh, Liliana the Dark Realms from M14. Uh, the foils of her have gone from 16 to 36 or so. Uh, she's really great with Yogmoth, the Thran position, because she will go find you some swamps. She will her you'll ultimate her pretty quickly, and then you're tapping your swamps for four mana. So it the synergies there are really strong. And since we're mentioning the foils, and this just happened with Monastery Mentor. Watch out for the non-foils. Proceed accordingly. Yeah, those uh, any of those planeswalkers that have uh, appeal like that are generally well positioned, right? Yeah. Um. Okay. So after that is Arkham's Astrolabe. I actually wanted to pick this this week. Like I wanted to make this my pick on Monday. Uh huh. But it's people beat me to it. So Arkham's Astrolabe <laughs> is the modern ma- modern horizons uh, snow card. It costs one mana. And when it comes into play, uh, you draw a card and then it filters the mana for you. So it turns any color of mana into any color else. Um, but this is basically it cycles for one snow mana is the is the relevant text here. Um, playing snow basics is essentially painless. Like there's no real cost to a deck builder to do that. The only hard part if you're playing the deck is finding one of those basics when you want to play this on like turn one, which means there's a little bit of attention. Like if you're cracking your fetch land, do I go get the shock that makes my two colors or do I get the snow land that lets me play the astrolabe? Um, I know that seems I'm going to pause you right there. You're filtering the mana for any color through the astrolabe. That doesn't seem like a difficult decision. Well, you're absolutely right. Is that it, it's it sets up to be that way, but then you're like, oh yeah, the other half of this card fixes your mana anyways, which is yeah. just juice. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah, it's it's a really good card, and I think this is going to be kind of a staple in modern for a while because this is essentially like the Mishra's Bobble or uh, the the one that you cycle for life. Um, whose name I can never remember. Cataxian Pro. No, um, one that's legal. Uh, the creature. Yeah. The swamp dude. Yeah. The swamp walker. Yeah. And it, oh, I, I, it essentially fills the role. So you can put a lot of these types of cards in your deck right now, right? Like if you have that guy, the three, four that cycles for two life, if you have Mishra's Bobble, if you have Astrolabe, like, uh, so you have 12 cards that cycle for zero or one mana. And that's, that's, that's a lot of velocity. Um, but yeah, anyways, I didn't actually tell you what the price did yet. The foils on this went from like 350 up to about 8 bucks. And, you know, given that we're talking about Modern Horizons, this is only common, but I think that's probably going to be pretty sticky. I think so, too. Um, the card is Street Wraith, street wraith mm-hmm, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I think that there's a lot to, to go on with these Modern Horizons foils. We're going to mention Modern Horizons a couple more times. But since we're flipping over to now everybody's going to be on Corset, uh, what's going to happen with these foils is that people are, are scooping them up for their commander decks that have these real niche things going on. Now you have a, a lot more reasons to go snow. So turn any mana into snow so you don't feel quite so bad playing non-snow dual lands. So the, I agree with you. This is a really... Um, this is going to stick at a relatively high price, especially because when you're playing it in Constructed, you're going to want the full playset. You're not going to play just one or two. Yeah, any deck that's interested in playing one of these is interested in playing four. You're absolutely right there. 
All right, what do you got for us after that? Next up, another Modern Horizons foil, but this one's a rare. Crashing Footfalls has gone from about 10 to 25. Uh, it got some play in Modern, whether you're talking about the as-foretold versions of things or the uh, ex-double-red spell whose name escapes me, or you're talking a more fair Jund version of the deck. I, I saw that this was, had a couple copies. And it's just one card to give you uh, eight power worth. It has trample, right? Both of the creatures have trample? Uh, yes, but they don't have haste. Right. That's weird on a suspend card. Um, but it's good enough as it is, and uh, lots of decks want to play these free spells, and now there's lots of reasons to do so. So this being a $25 foil, I think that's a little high because the, the hype is up right now but I don't see that much more supply coming in. No. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of on the same page. 25 bucks is not a relevant number of dollars. Um, but if this does maintain its popular, the, the moderate po- popularity that has in modern, well, I would sell 25. First of all, I don't think I'm keeping these at 25 yes. bucks. I think that this probably settles at 15 to 20. Um, assuming that it's, it kind of stays where it is. It sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I also might be a little lower on this card than I'm supposed to be, but I just cannot give James a satisfaction. Um, <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. A- after that is uh, Thopter Foundry, which uh, is not. We, I, I feel like we've talked about this already, probably in the last week, last week or so. Um, and if we didn't, then it's been on everyone's lips, anyways, uh, because of Urza. Urza. We all, as soon as Urza was spoiled, everyone got real excited. We The question was just going to be whether it was, is it just going to be really popular in EDH or is it good enough in Modern? Well, it really has started to break out in Modern. Um, several of the, like, Lantern controls. I, I, I hesitate to call them Lantern control decks because they're not really anymore. It's just an artifact deck right. that plays one, like, I don't even think it plays any of the effects. I mean, it plays one effect that, like, looks at your opponent's hand or, like, activates the top of their library um and it plays like one in staring bridge that it tutors for most likely or um but the theme is generally the same but they're playing uh, urza with the thopter foundry combo as well um so people you know kind of slept it got unbanned the price went nuts and nothing didn't go anywhere the price started to fall but urza has really driven these up again and at 70 bucks like it almost feels like there's room for those to keep going it's one of the few like powerful combos you can keep in modern. I mean, the immediate infinite uh, life win requires three cards, but even just Thopter Sword is hard for a lot of decks to deal with. You, you know, they'll get around your graveyard hate eventually, and the gaining one life plus getting the blocker it, it has been really relevant. I have been continuously surprised that this has never gotten a reprint. Right? This hasn't had any i know it hasn't had another foil thopter Found- has thopter foundry was in something uh but it was not in a foil let's see it was in a two commander decks yeah 2013 and 2016 yeah so yeah that would explain you can get your non-foils uh 13 and 16 and alar reborn uncommons and all of them uh no let's see it's a, it's a two dollar card already if it puts up another showing uh i would not be surprised to see the non-foils double up what's the surprise look like over there 
the supplies, let me see. I was looking out through Scryfall. How many copies are available on TCG? There are 30 from Commander 2016. And let's see, we have 122 from Thop from Alar Reborn, 100 from uh, Commander 2013, and 30 from 2016. So 200 foils ish. 250 ish. 250 non foils. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty deep. That's kind of deep. That is. You're. Thank you for making me check on the inventory levels. <laughs> well, you know, got to do our due diligence here. So, like, that's, that's a bit much for me to want to get too saucy. But, um, yeah, definitely, frankly, that could, those foils could keep going since we're talking about a card that's so uh, so old. Old. Um, and Sword of the Meek is really still only the future site printing. You have foils on TCG, 30 bucks. Okay, I don't believe you. What is it actually? Uh, foils on TCG player. Okay, so the cheapest sword foils are 65, um, mm-hmm. which I don't want to call a pick either. Like, I can't say that you should go buy those at 65, but I could definitely see that at $100. I would not, I mean, we're talking about cards from uh, 12 years ago, if I remember right, with Alar Reborn and Time Spiral would have been like, 15 years ago mm-hmm. um these were given that even though they're on commons like there's not a lot of those foils and these have been soaked up by commander players over the years i i think i'm with you i would not be shocked to see thopters and swords selling for 100 bucks near mint yikes yeah no kidding all right uh after that is oromancer foils out of odyssey a dollar and change up to maybe five um, this is just an old card that's good with enchantments and enchantments keep getting you know some spice here and there we just saw hall heliod in magic horizons or modern horizons oromancer is a pretty easy slot in it's got several printings but odyssey is the original sealed border foil so it's cool old border foils like i said yummy 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 other than that nothing too exciting um, yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of copies of this. Uh, Magmatic Sinkhole is next. Uh, Modern Horizons uh, Uncommon, right? Or was this a common? This is a common, I think. It's common. Uh, from It's the five and a red delve deals five damage to target creature or planeswalker. Foils have gone from about 250 to around eight bucks. It's seeing some modern play in burn. Sometimes a burn deck is going to need to kill something big, like a Lyra Dawnbringer or... Uh, a Bane Slayer, or I don't, a Delve, uh, the big Delve guy. Gurmag um, Angler? Angler or Tassiger. That sort of a thing. I don't think it's main deck yet, but it's popping up in sideboards, and, you know, one mana to deal this much damage is a pretty good deal. I definitely saw at least one in a main deck. Oh, or did one you? or two decks. Oh, They'll play better. like one copy, maybe two, because, you know, Delve 5 is kind of a high price. Um, especially if you're trying to do other things with your graveyard, other delves. But the fact that this can be an instant speed, one mana, five damage, uh, you know, that that's very potent. You you know, your your graveyard is taxed trying to do too much of it, but it's still pretty powerful. Um, so I'm not surprised. In fact, this is another one I went looking for and the price had already gotten away from me. So uh, I also expect to see this hang around at the, you know, eight to $10 range. Yeah, that, that seems very reasonable to me. Um, then Boro Signet out of the original Ravnica foils $7 or so up to 30 
I'm kind of curious whether those were actually available at seven, but um, Boro Signet here out of Ravnica is just catching up to the other ones because the other ones are all basically that price anyways. Yeah, uh, we could, you know, take a little trip in the Wayback Machine and say it's due to Feather, but it's also original Ravnica, and that's always got a, a special premium on things. Right, 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 for sure. And not even really that great, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, go ahead. What do you got? Uh, next up is Spectral Bears from Anthologies has gone from uh, under a buck to around four uh, because of uh, how do I Ayula? I I want Ayula, uh, Ayula I right? I think so. Ayula, the uh, the greatest of bears, and uh, this is just going to be. An occasional theme, I think, for the next like six months, some random bear card is going to just spike because people who love bears love bears. Love me some bears. Gross. Who doesn't love a bear? Yeah, garbage. Uh, Ward Sliver out of <laughs> Legions, foils, like four bucks up to maybe 20 or so. Ward Sliver is the white one that gives protection. Uh, you choose a color when it comes into play, and all your slivers have protection from that color. I can tell you this irritated the living hell out of people at my kitchen, casual kitchen table back when I played uh, Slivers a million years ago. Um, if you can get anyone to give you $20 for it, more power to you. Preach. Uh, there's a, we're going to see that too, I think. You know, random Sliver uh, goes crazy uh, in foil at least, especially uh, the, the older ones. Uh, next up, we have uh, Boggart Harbinger out of Lorwing. The foils have gone from two bucks to around twenty for a one thousand percent gain uh, because goblins are awesome in modern and standard. And uh, well, this is going to be a, a modern goblin. And now we're getting ringleader. We just got um, we got ringleader and wait, are we getting ringleader? And we just got the other one. Uh, almost all the goblins have been reprinted. That's the important thing. Yes, yeah, they're missing everything but the actually important cards, which is like Lackey and more, even more so the uh, Mana Denial package, which is the true the true goblin card is uh, Rishadon Port and Wasteland. <laughs> I mean, it is okay. like that's what that's I'm what not, you need. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm. I'm it's just funny. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Um, finishing off the week with uh, Riddlesmith, foils out of Scars of Mirrodin. Um, this is the one that makes a mirror token every time you put an art play an artifact, put an artifact in the play. You've got to note here that this is part of an infinite combo. Uh, what's going on in there? All right. Uh, let's see if I can uh, figure out what the combo does. I, I looked at it earlier, and I could not find the exact, like, path but it's something with urza and lots of uh shenanigans and it i don't know it, it won a modern league and it has not placed since and so i that was a week ago uh no that's not the right link um i just pasted our podcast link on the spreadsheet nice going nice going um, yeah, but it's an infinite combo, and if you can get somebody to pay you a, a big stack of money for your foil on common out of scars, you take them up on that right now. Oh, so I don't think this is an infinite combo. I think this just generates a ton of tokens really quickly because you're playing Riddle Smith, which allows you you cast an artifact. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, you draw and then discard. 
So, right. like, you get Rid- Riddle Smith in the play, and then you cast, for instance, Tormod's Crypt, which costs zero mana. Okay, now you draw and then discard, but you discard the land. And then you cast another artifact, like uh, Chalice... Well, you're probably not casting Chalice of the Void on zero. But, like, Engineered Explosives on zero, or Everflowing Chalice, or Mishra's Bobble, or, uh, you know, which are all in the deck. And the whole time you are drawing and discarding as you go uh so you're not increasing your hand size but basically the number of artifacts that you start the number of cards that you start with in your hand is probably the amount that you're going you're going to play that many spells so it generates a bunch of um a bunch of looting and ideally you have i would imagine uh eventually get let me take a look here you have, you have either psi or sahelian play which so you get a whole bunch of tokens, tokens that way, yeah. and then Urza lets you tap them for mana to do shenanigans, and then you can start sacrificing them. Well, you uh, no, no, once you do that, somehow. you tap them for mana, and you play Echo of Aeons. You flashback Echo of Aeons, which is the um, it's an actual time twister when you flash it back. So you use like Sahili or somebody to put a bunch of tokens in the play, then you get a. Uh, once you've emptied your hand, you flash back the Echo Vans that you discarded earlier, draw seven cards, and now start playing all those artifacts again. And eventually you just generate a field of tokens off like Sahili or Psy. And you've got, there's two grinding station in the deck, and that's the win condition because mm. you're sacrificing these cheap artifacts. You're going to time twister them all back anyway. Whenever an artifact comes into play, you untap it. So you've got to get, uh, let's see, three cards, so 20 artifacts. And that seems like a pretty easy thing to do. Uh, my favorite little uh, side thing about this deck is that it's got a Miser Cavern of Souls, and you call Artificer with that to get uh, Urza, Sai, and Riddlesmith. They're all humans anyway, but you know it's more fun to say Artificer. Probably not very often that you are casting, putting Cavern of Souls in the play and naming Artificer, but uh, take it where you can get it, I guess. Yeah, I always like the obscure names. Yeah, that is nifty. Um, all right, so that caps us off for the week. Let's uh, let's get started here on segment two, our cards to watch. Uh, Cliff, why don't you uh, kick us off? What do you got? All right, uh, easy mode finance is going to be Altar of Dementia foils in Modern Horizons. Right now, you can get them for around ten bucks. Uh, the foil conspiracy version is thirty-two dollars. Uh, that's actually sliding. Uh, you can get a few of them under 20 on TCG Player right now, but they're right before this show I checked, and there were seven foils of uh, the Conspiracy version on TCG that were near mint. Uh, this either the price of the Conspiracy one will come down, and it will come down some, but the price of the Altar has of the Modern Horizons one has got to go up, and I think 25 is a pretty reasonable spot for it to be, given how popular it is in assorted modern decks and commander decks. So let's take a look here. Altar of Dementia Foils. Yes. This is one of those. One foil version is a lot cheaper than another foil version. And we don't even have like old border versus new border. This is conspiracy. So you know, if we could get a foil of the Tempest version, I'd be just chomping at the bit to get to that. Hmm, that but, would be nifty. Uh, it would be nifty. Like that, give me something like that on Arena where I can get myself some uh some card styles that are old border yeah 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 yeah. but that's me uh, i know not everybody shares my uh, affection for this and frankly now that i'm getting old uh i like being able to read cards a lot easier than i could the old cards yeah i noticed that when i ordered some 
Japanese cards from like uh, Amon Cat uh, that I didn't already know intimately. And I like got the package a couple weeks later and like looked down at the cards. And I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? I'm like, normally, normally I'm used to ordering Japanese cards that I already know what they do, but if I don't remember, plus then you, can, you don't know the name, so you can't look it up. That was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, these foil altered dimensions, you know, the conspiracy supply is almost non-existent. The Modern Horizons one is a little deeper, but the card is really potent. Obviously, Hogak is a huge deal, so there's going to continue to be pressure on these as long as that deck is legal. I think... I think either one or two things has to happen. Either the metagame is going to adapt to Hogak and push it back the way, same way the Death Shadow, or they will ban something. Um, again, my guess is Bridge from Below. But any of these cases, Alter Dementia remains in modern. It remains playable. People are still going to want to use it. It's a ludicrous card. Uh, so even though supply is kind of deep right now, I, you know, we might talk about it later. Modern Horizons is a really deep well. Um, and I think the prices are poise to explode um so really it's hard for me to give any modern horizons one uh i think modern horizons pick a hard time you're gonna see a theme with that so i'm glad that you are on board with modern horizons picks this week yeah (laughs) well my first card this week is also for modern horizons um it's a card that i i tried not to pick but i really don't see myself getting away from it is uh, Renin 6. So Renin 6 is not cheap. It is a $45 card right now for the non-foils. I wanted to tell you to pick up the foils at 80, but they're not. They're 200. Um, Holy shit. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. But Renin 6 is a $45 non-foil. I am pretty sure that's going up. You have a card that's showing up in John list over and over and over again. Um, you'll notice in one of the events this past weekend that uh, Twinless Exarch started playing it. And I suspect that almost any deck that makes green and red mana is going to be taking a hard look at this card. Um, It's real potent. A lot of people are playing it. I think the decks that's getting played in are starting to expand. And Modern Horizons is just, you know, everyone was jazzed for modern horizons then magic 20 is immediately after and the hype for this set has been pretty high um you're in the middle of the summer now where magic spending is at its lowest point the commander stuff is going to start up in a couple weeks and it just seems like by the time you hit the fall people will kind of forgotten about modern horizons and it doesn't matter that it's quote unquote uh, you know an infinite demands, an infinite printing set, people have to be buying the boxes for wizards to bother to print more. And the high price of the box, the players are tapped on money because they got so much product all at once. Um, I just don't think that you're going to see wizards in a rush to put more of this on the market. And I think we're going to see Modern Horizons cards across the board uh, see a pretty good price jump later this year and running six seems to be leading the pack in terms of playable cards from that set and i don't think it's unreasonable that the um one of the most popular mythics from modern horizons will end up at 70 80 90 dollars i agree uh i thought i thought urza would be the the chase mythic because uh commander players uh equal degeneracy but um with journalists playing two it's generally two or three, right? I didn't see anybody running the full set. Um, you, you're going to have a, a lot of players just soaking up whatever's available. 
And uh, I, I think $70 is perfectly reasonable for this uh, in the next few months. And we're going to seem like psychics when that does happen. Yeah, I mean, really, would it surprise anyone if they looked down and saw this card at 70 bucks? Like, I'm pretty sure the answer to that is no. Mm. All right, what is your second card this week? Uh, my second Modern Horizons card of the week is Unbound Flourishing, the uh, doubling up of X abilities enchantment that's a mythic from Modern Horizons. Uh, right now you can get the non-foils for about seven fifty. dollars uh, That's too low. Commander players do too much doubling of too many silly things for this to stay as low as it is. Uh, as low as it is. Um, we're about to get the new Hydra General that adds the adds four mana to whatever X you're going to add. Uh, if you want your foil, it's going to be 30, and uh, that one's going to dry up pretty quick too, I think. Uh, that's I'm not going to... That's not my official pick, because going from like 30 to 50-ish doesn't feel as great as uh, the full double-up of 750 to around the 20 range. Okay. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a very playable casual mythic that's going to be uh popular in edh as well as kitchen tables for sure that's currently seven bucks for modern horizons a set that we we're both on the same page about likely seeing some big price spikes so i don't hate this at all um i know supply right now is probably pretty solid but um i don't think that that particularly matters and won't matter in a couple of weeks in a couple of months i think you might be right about a couple of weeks um we haven't seen hydra's spike yet but I won't be shocked when all, all these assorted X cards start going crazy because people are going to get the new Hydra in their pre-release packs and whatever and want to cast these enormous X spells. And when you do, you're going to look around for what else does well with it. Oh, look at this. I can double my X. What the French toast. Let's do it. <laughs> Tell your teacher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fair. I'm going to go with uh, a less sexy, but nonetheless, I think good choice this week. Um, Judge promo Commander Spheres. So this artifact is pretty unassuming, but you probably know what it is if you play much EDH. It's three mana artifact, tap to add one mana of your commander's color identity. So essentially any color if you're playing commander. And you can sacrifice it to draw a card. So later in the game, it turns into a card in your hand instead of a, a mana. Judge, this card is in 51,000 Commander decks, according to EDHREC. Um, quite popular. It's in a quarter of all decks that can play it. That is it, a lot of decks. And this is the only foil version, right? It is the only foil version. Like a lot of these Commander-style Commander product cards, it's been printed a bunch of times. Uh, it looks like seven separate printings, technically. But only one foil, the judge promo, um, which is ten they tend to be this is how they stay too. This is not the only card that's like this, where there's a zillion printings, uh all commander sets and then one foil like judge promo. Um, but supply is shallow. There are only ten people selling copies of this card on TCG. Now, one of those guys has thirty one copies, but those are twenty eight bucks. Um, you can, meanwhile, you can pick these up at like 22, 23 here, maybe a couple, some other places you can get them around 20 if you get lucky. Um, but this came out last summer, I think. So we're just about at a year, which means I don't think you're going to get any more commander sphere now, which means that what's out there is out there. Um, and for the past year, they would have been a little hamstrung by the existence of 
like the set possible second wave, but I think that that's gone now. Like it might've come, but I don't think it's going to happen anymore. Um, so I think that, you know, if you're picking these up at 20 to 22, you're looking at probably 40 to $50 in the next couple, next couple months, maybe next year. I actually, uh, I, I think I need to go buy a couple right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, all my commander decks are at least three colors. So this is pretty much the perfect mana rock with the exception of Dragon's Horde in my Dragon deck, which is the best card ever. Um, yeah, this is this is rock solid. We just got the new two new Judge promos announced, right? Yes, we did. It was uh, Sliver Legion and that land that I didn't even realize was a card. I didn't know that was a card either. When was that? Was this the first printing of that card? I, I don't think they do that with Judge promos. I don't think they've ever introduced a new card with a Judge promo. So I genuinely like don't know what it's from what was the name okay. of it do you have it up in front of you i do not have it in front of me but let's see yes uh isolated watchtower isolated wasn't watchtower that, wasn't that a card about like losing hexproof that was something lighthouse uh so this was in commander 2018 apparently okay well mystery solved this was uh, the most recent commander set, and they're going to give us a foil before it has a chance to get expensive. Hey, Mystery solved. It's a card. <laughs> it's a, it is a card. A Congratulations card. to us. <laughs> um, my last card this week is uh, my third modern card. I don't think I've ever done that. Picked three from the same set in one show, but uh, Dead of Winter foils. Um, the non-snow creatures get minus X, minus X, where X is your snow count. Uh, right now you can get foils for about $8, and that seems way low for a card you can build around and just exploit the hell out of. Um, we Commander players are the type to put um, extra printer lens and only snow-covered lands in a deck so that they get all the benefits and nobody else does. And if you're that kind of person, you're going to want this wrath for everyone else except for yourself. Uh, Toxic Deluge is the nearest comparison in terms of like what's possible, although Toxic Deluge will let you, you know, kill a blight steel that somebody tinkered for, a tinker's band anyway. Um, anyhow, $8 is too low for this foil rare, and I think it's going to go up to around 25 Well, you don't have to sell me on this card in general. I uh, thought it looked quite good during our set review with Fournier. Um, so I, I'm on board with it from that perspective. Also, I'm noticing that there's only about 30 vendors with foil copies of this, which is less than several, a lot of the other Modern Horizons cards. So clearly people are picking this card up. Um, and at the same time, it's seven, six, seven bucks for the foil, which is uh, relatively cheap, right? For um, a Modern Horizons foil, playable foil, um, most of those are a lot more than six, seven dollars. Seems like this one's kind of sneaking under the radar right now. But I definitely like this. Twenty-five, I think, is a bit ambitious. But I think that fifteen to twenty is a very real possibility for this card in the next six months or so. That, All right, if you're gonna talk, if you're gonna talk me down to a double up instead of a triple up, I'll. <laughs> I'll allow it. Okay. Really, the only thing hanging over the head of all these Modern Horizons cards is the possibility of a second wave, um, which would probably but, happen somewhere late fall. But I... Let's... Go ahead. Let's talk about that in segment four uh, is what we should do. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because I, I have some thoughts there about how Core interacts with that. Okay. So let's move on to segment three, our metagame we can review. Um, you know, we've got the... 
modern MCQ here. And there were some there was some good stuff between this and the uh, team open over in Star City. Um, the MCQ had a lot of Hogak for sure. You had three in the top eight and then another one, two, three in the top 16. So um, deck is still all over the place. This had the uh, the 11th place Twinless Exarch with the four Renin six in the main deck that I talked about earlier. Um, it was also won by Blue White Control. I uh obviously playing a bunch of narset parter veils i was thinking about making this a pick this week too it's like 350 for just the normal pack uncommon narset parter veils out of war of the spark and i think that's gonna go up like i think this is an eight dollar uncommon eventually it's probably not an eight dollar uncommon before september i think so do you think it's going to get there just on the modern legacy demand i mean or, uh... it's it's everywhere like it's a huge part it's of standard true. Where like people are playing this in standard, isn't Esper Control like the biggest deck in standard right now? It, it is. It's a. Uh, it's obviously really good in modern. People have been playing the heck out of it there. Um, people are going to be playing this in cube. They're going to be playing it in commander. Like it's just seeing a lot of plays, like every format. And I, I, I do love this card in commander. I can't lie. Like I'm just gonna. I'm just going to shut down all of your shenanigans while this is in play. Yeah, I, so I really do think that this card is destined for like seven or eight bucks as an uncommon. Uh, yeah, um, that seems quite reasonable. Um, my only concern would be that it, it is going to show up in the the promo packs, right? Uh, no, those are rares. Those those aren't. I don't think it has any uncommons on the curated list. I so I would have to go back and look at what the deal is with the promo packs. I'm not exactly sure, um, and I don't want to do that in the middle of recording. So it might, and I mean yeah. that might fill it. But generally, the promo packs that they do, because um, they've done stuff like this before, you know, these sort of ancillary additions to the supply. It's typically not a huge amount, right? Like you're definitely getting some, but it's not so much that it's. Uh, dramatically impacting the supply you know how many are you talking about like maybe a couple thousand maybe that's that's a reasonable guess but which sounds like a lot but like i feel like every player at your store is going to end up looking for a place (laughs) out of this yeah that seems pretty reasonable too um that that twinless exarch deck that's that's pretty spicy yeah that's something i I approve highly oh look at this we got uh, Deceiver, Kikijiki, and Pestermite. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, two Force Negation in there. That's a, a card that's showing up quicker than I thought it would, to be honest. Really? And Yeah, I thought it would take a, a bit longer, especially because um, like right now the focus is so hard on uh, Hogak combos, and it feels real bad to uh, Force of Negation uh, they're faithless looting when they're going to flash it back in two turns. Yeah, well, I would hope that you're not uh, force negationing a faithless well, looting. What else? What else are you going to force in the in the Hogak deck? I don't think you probably not much of anything. You, that's probably I'm going to well alter of dementia, right? Uh, true, but uh, I'm also overlooking that force of negation does exile. So so forcing the faithless doesn't sound as bad now that I'm looking at the actual card. Now that you're Reading the card, as they say. Um, yes, yes, I am RTFCing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it, it, you know, Hogak's not the only deck in the format either. Um, it's it's the one warping the format. True. 
modern uh the team opening stars at the star city pittsburgh um looked pretty similar we had a lot of hogak dredge um is that thunder uh a bunch of is it phoenix in there as well so between is it phoenix and hogak that was like half of the top eight of the team open some humans yeah. dotted around some urza decks in here um the so the war of invention for arkham's astrolab astrolabe astrol astrolabe uh the four <laughs> goblin engineer i really like goblin engineer i don't remember if it was was it this cast i talked about this last was it the cast last week that i talked about it or was it my article but i definitely talked uh, about goblin engineer recently yes you i think it was an article because i don't think we talked about it last week okay i think goblin engineer is nuts and you can get non-foils at like 350 four bucks and I think that oh card is going to be Just like a $15 card. Um, all of Modern Horizons is, is much cheaper than it should be. Yeah, that is a real juicy um, set. This uh, this uh, Phoenix deck wins that um, is playing... Uh, I'm sorry, Some decks are playing uh, the Life Gain Enchantment. Uh, what's that called again? Uh, the, Aria uh, Flame, maybe? Aria Flame, yeah. Which uh, it's a it's pretty spicy. I, I enjoy that one a lot too, especially when you're lava darting them for uh, five and then six damage. Uh, but the there was an Allosaurus combo on the modern MCQ. That seems like a lot of fun. Like you're going to make your Allosaurus rider. You're immediately going to sacrifice it with Eldritch Evolution or Neoform and go get Gristlebrand. You know, just you, you'd be that maniac you want to be. Yeah, I think that deck is going to be looking real good uh if hogak eats it um because that's got a lot of redundancy now we talk about having uh sufficient redundancy for your combos um you know going from four of a card to eight of a card but now there's eight there's like there's at least eight neoforms right because or there's eldritch evolution and neoform yeah and then there's the other split card they play too but i don't think that's a that's an evolution i think that's like a tutor um yeah and it's got several creatures that it can choose from to sacrifice and go get stuff so it's got a lot of tools and it keeps doing pretty well uh i wouldn't be surprised to see that really stick around it's uh does it fold to uh, it's got no way to protect it's got like a pact of negation uh and that's about it for protecting your creature once it gets into play. So, I mean, if, but when you're getting Gristlebrand into play on turn one, which is possible with the right Chancellor of the Tangle draw, um, you know, that's that's really hard to argue with because then even if they kill the one Gristlebrand, you're going to be reloaded and ready to go crazy on the second one. Yeah. Yep, you get a nourishing shoal for auto Cathon worm so you can gain a quick 15 life. Well, yeah, once you resolve it, I don't think you give them a turn, right? You I, I I'm not really sure how this deck I don't think it's got a lab maniac. There must be some combo in here to like immediately draw your deck somehow. Well, you figure you put it in the play, oh, you well, right. likely double gristle brand and you find a nourishing shoal a one yeah. your two autocathon worms to have enough life to draw your deck and then you use your simian spirit guides and some monomorphos action to put lab maniac in the play and then draw cards again it's almost like you play more modern than i do travis <laughs> i yeah truth be told i haven't played in forever but i remember how you know i played a lot 
so I can still generally look at the decks and figure out how they work. Um, but those You're overdue for a back in my day comment, by the way. Yeah, back in my day, you had to play through the breach and you liked it. Um, <laughs> and nowadays, they're just like, uh, yeah, Land War Elves in Neoform, here's Crystal Brand. And you're like, oh. Back in my day, Gorgo's brand was like $3. And I'm like, why is this card not more expensive? And then it was. And I was like, damn, I didn't buy any. <laughs> All right. Um, so anything else here in the opener? I think, I think you know, other than the Hogak thing, generally looking pretty good. Although, is it Phoenix is probably creeping up too here. Yeah, uh, that Aria Flame is pretty silly. Um, I, I think I was really dismissive about it when I first read it. I'm like, this is dumb. And then I saw it and I was like, this is really dumb. So uh, I, that'll be a, a card to really watch too. But that, uh, what did the Discord have to say about what we should talk about? Um, we only ended up getting two responses here. Uh, probably because we only gave them like 25 minutes. But uh, one guy wants us to talk about the promo packs, but we already agreed we don't know anything about the promo packs. And somebody else uh, wants to ape your article idea, which is the best option for uncut sheets. But I think that's worth discussing if you're willing to. Sure. Um, So like a a lot of people, uh, I got an uncut sheet as an apology for Mythic Editions fiasco. And uh, mine had damage on both sides even before i took it out of the tube and when i took it out of the tube i saw the top row was just bent to hell and back it it just had full crease on it like it would be it'd be damaged and so uh, i've got a they say a replacement sheet is coming to me um i know that the uh non-factory cut facebook group uh the moderator there is offering to cut sheets for 150 dollars and give them to you in you know centered form or off center or whatever you want because if you like non-factory cut you're gonna get some kooky like cornering things going on because that that's what you're into um i have a die cutter from being a teacher and doing complex um board layouts like i cut out letters cut out shapes things like that and uh, magic cards are the same size as poker cards or artist trading cards. And there's a die that isn't in production right now, but it exists. And I had the right machine for it. And I'm going to give it a shot and see about cutting my own uh, uncut, cutting up my own sheet into uh, usable cards. I don't know if they'll be just usable for my own personal use or if they'll be good enough for resale. But I'm I'm really curious to try. I'm always a big fan of trying to do things myself rather than just pay someone else to do it in most circumstances. But yeah, this is this is something I'm trying. This is this is uh, fascinating because everyone suddenly ended up with these and is now looking for something to do with them. Um, you got to be careful with this. Uh, just make sure that you're not trying. You know, if if you're doing non-factory cut. That's something where you run the risk probably of getting in trouble for unofficial cards. Um, yeah, there's there's real specific rules about what does and doesn't count. Um, Eli Cassis uh, plays a lot of... Uh, I've seen his foil polluted deltas on SEG games where he's got like just the name and like it's 25% offset or something like that. 
So you've got to make sure you're up to date on which parts of the card have to be visible for it to count as that card. Right. So just make sure that you don't accidentally find yourself in a situation where you're trying to play with these and you're getting in trouble. Um, you know, we'd hate to have that happen to you. Now, I think the the cutting them is a fascinating concept. Um, a, because you didn't pay anything for it, right? You got the sheet for free. If it gets absolutely ruined, then it's no real skin off your back. And it's, uh, if you do manage to cut it correctly, you know, I, I have mixed feelings about selling those, like, just as normal magic cards. Like, if you get your sheet cut, I don't know if you really should be selling these on TCG Player or whatever. Is So you really need to sell them as non-factory cut. Um, but they're great for the, for the guy at home who wants magic cards. Like they're all, you know, Cliff is going to get a sheet cut and is going to, can take all those cards and shove them right into his binder, um, and into his decks and he gets foil war, the spark cards and it costs him, you know, not a lot of money. So I think that's a very valid option, assuming that's what you go into it with. Um, the other alternative obviously is just getting it framed and sticking it on your wall. Uh, looks cool enough, I guess. I'm not the hugest fan, but I can appreciate it. Um, overall though, I, I, I don't know. I mean, if you weren't going to get yours cut, what would you do with it, Cliff? I would probably frame it. And I don't know if I would go with one giant frame or if I would cut it into something more manageable. Um, this is absolutely the kind of thing I would put up in my classroom. Um, I've got a couple of other magic arts around my house and my classroom. I've got, uh, uh, a big old copy of the Eldest Reborn behind me. Uh, I have a, a couple of small, like, 8x10 size uh, prints that I've got framed and hanging up out of student reach in my room just because it makes me happy to have magic art in my room. And to have some foil cards sitting there, you know, and I'd cut out, I don't know, like a, a not 3x3 corner of the sheet or whichever set of nine cards appealed to me visually. And put that in a, a frame and not worry about it too much because that would fit in an 8x10 frame pretty easily. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I if I was going to frame it, I would go for the full size one. I think um, I don't love the idea of cutting it and then, uh, whatchamacallit, cut that's it, the cutting joy. it and then. I've, I've got two sheets it. to play with. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Uh, because I think you can probably buy an oversized frame for not cheap, but like. It's like sixty-ish dollars. You could are the is the the cheap end. You looked them up, okay? Which isn't the worst. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I don't love again. I, I you know, it's not my preferred style, but I I think it's totally fine. And that might end up being what I do with mine. Um, they are. I mean, it it needs to be said they are selling online depending on the the amount of damage. Uh, I've seen them going. I saw one person with a damaged row who was asking eighty dollars on one of the Facebook groups, and that got snapped up. Um, I've seen people sell it. I haven't looked recently on, uh, eBay sold listings for uncut sheets, but, uh, and with the glut in the market, I su suspect it's still in the hundred dollar range for all of these. Let's take a quick look on eBay. The annoying thing uh, here I, is probably going to be, well, I mean, shipping it shouldn't be that bad, that bad. Um, if you really don't like the art, I think selling it is fine. Um, I guess the question is, is it worth it? Right. I mean, if they're and there's such a glut of them right now, your best bet would probably be, I'm thinking about it would probably be to 
not sell it now wait like a year for people who are going let them let the market kind of filter its copies out you know people who didn't get one can buy them people who don't want them will sell them they'll end up in frames they'll end up on walls and then a year later now there's should be a good fewer left but i still don't know if it's few enough um well it's it's selling for around 150 i see a couple that were a little lower a couple that were a little higher um that one's at 120 uh but that one's and free shipping wow somebody really just wanted to get rid of it is it damaged um it says not it says uh uh pristine Okay, so I'm not looking at the pictures yet. So mint. So assuming that that guy's right, a mint condition one's about 150. Do you see what the damaged ones are selling for? I don't think I see one in the this sold range. I'm still scrolling through looking for damaged, and I don't see any on eBay that have sold in the last couple of weeks. That, uh, that people are just trying to sell the the good ones. I'm actually really pleased with Wizards that they managed to sell. Oh wait, um, this person sold one that had a few creases, misled by the original seller. They still got $137.50 plus $15 shipping for it. Jeez, that's that's really impressive. That was uh, four days ago on the 30th. Um, yeah, wow, a lot of these are selling for, uh, well, a week ago they were selling for 200 I guess a lot more people are getting them in hand and moving them out. There's a, there, there's 666 results yeah. for uh, sold listings. That's pretty funny. Yeah, which is, doesn't surprise me. I, I'll i be honest, those are selling for more than I thought they were. Um, I hadn't looked them up yet. I've just been so busy at home. But uh, that's, that's definitely more than I would have anticipated them selling for at this point in time. If you want to sell yours now, go for it. There's no harm there. Uh, you get a free hundred and you know what forty dollars or so after you know shipping and all that nonsense. But I can definitely see holding on this um, in case that you know if you're not in a rush because this is the most we're going to see on the market at any given time. Like this is it. This is the most that are going to happen. Uh, and they're not going to be sending more of these war of the spark sheets out in the future. If they do feel the need to send out more, they're going to send out a different set, right? Like if they screw up and go back to this, well, they're not going to go the same set. You will get some more on the market as people get their, um, whatchamacallit, the replacement ones, right? Those are going to show up, but you know, it's, I mean, if we're getting $200 for these now, the inventory is less than I would have expected. Um, so, and not all those are damaged. So I would expect the, like the replacements to not, to be even less than that. Like to just not that be that many. I'm, I'm thinking about it more as, as you've mentioned it. And if you had told me that I was going to think about cutting up a $150 sheet of cards into something which is potentially valueless if i screw this up badly uh, i would have said you're crazy uh, i'm going to take what value i can especially if i'm getting a replacement sheet that's like 300 dollars um all for having tried to buy mythic edition uh that's uh, <laughs> i'm flinching a little bit travis you, you've got me flinching here. well let me i'll put this in per- perspective for you too that's 300 dollars, right uh my i have two mythic edition threes i paid uh what did i pay for them like 300 dollars, right right in that ballpark 
And 250, yeah. Like, yeah, but like 280 or something after shipping. And I think they're like 650 on TCG Player. So, like, I'm also getting about $300. So, you essentially, if you sell the two of them, you basically got your Mythic Edition and sold it. Hmm. I need to stop and think about this. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I, oh, goodness gracious. This is, um, this got a lot more difficult than it was. I was so sure of myself. I was all proud that I'd found the right size of the cut, that the, the corners match and everything. And, uh, <clears throat> now I'm, I'm, you, you, you won. I am not sure that I'm making the right call. Here. I mean, I don't care what you do. Like, that's your call. And that's going off my <laughs> back. I wasn't trying to convince you one way or the other. I was just thinking about it. So it sounds like you have, I mean, you guys have some options. You can frame and put on your wall. You can get an NFC'd and put it into your home. Uh, you can just sell them and take the money right now. Uh, although if you're going to go the selling route, I definitely like waiting because there's just so many out there right now. <laughs> now you're you're all uh, confused about what to do now, huh? I, I'm I'm thinking about it a lot. That's all. I'm, I I I bought the die and I was just like, "Oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to do this." And now it's like, "Well, do you want to do this or do you want to take the money and run?" I have I do admit I've always wanted an uncut sheet framed up on the wall. That is something that I have wanted, and uh, definitely one of these is going to get framed. The question is, what's the other one going to do? We'll split the difference. Frame the one that's damaged because you you don't really care that much and you'll know, you know, you can kind of hold that and know what it was um, and keep the other one, you know, sell the other one. Take your hundred and get paid one hundred and fifty dollars. Look at it this way. You get a free framed uncut sheet and you made 80 bucks. Because you're such a logical dude. Like, how did I not think of this whole path? I I was really enchanted with just making myself uh, three foil to fairies, uh, two foil Lilianas. I was like, "Ooh, this is going to be so great!" But maybe not. I mean, that's fine too. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I got to think about this. Maybe I'll I'll cut some. I'll go back to the cut some plan and have a smaller uncut portion of a sheet but you're right that's also not like i don't want to go small on this <laughs> sorry to make things difficult for you um you are making this difficult for me how dare you uh, i had a plan you know i talked about my plan and you're just like by the way your plan is nowhere near as profitable as the simple plan <laughs> Well, if it makes you feel any better, more I'm, about my planning. If it makes you feel any better, I'm annoyed that my modern and uh, masters three modern mythic edition three isn't worth more money. But I think supply is kind of high right now. I'm just going to wait a couple months. Yeah, just be patient on that. Uh, if I'm picking up uh, the mythic edition Sarkins in trade whenever I can, I yeah. really like picking up the cheapest versions of promos. That's not a bad idea. I think uh, you know what I do think is uh, is real good looking is. Um, Conley and Huey were both talking about the new Soren from M20. They said that card is real legit. Uh, what? The vampire one? Yeah, they said that card is real legit. So Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to send me a link on that because I need to I need more context for why it's good because 
it's so vampire dependent, right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, if you play vampires, you get paid for it, I guess. I don't know, man. Look at just look at. Uh, I mean, it's all on Twitter. Like that's all, that's the only place I caught caught it. That's true. But it. Do- all right, I'll I'll go look that up. Okay, but it does seem like that you know the car. He's already like ten or twelve dollars right now, because um, obviously we're in pre-release season apparently. Uh, so I can't recommend buying Soren today, but that's definitely be worth keeping an eye on that and any other uh, vampires that look good along with him. Might be uh, might be worth picking some of those up, especially come the fall. That'll be uh, worth keeping an eye on. Like if there was whatever that discard a card to make a vampire token thing was still around, I'd be I'd be for that. But you're. All right, well, let me go look that up before I talk to you about it. I should go see what the actual uh, data is. I'm getting it in uh, secondhand form here. Yeah, I think I th- my I believe that they've just been playing it on stream. So your best bet is probably like checking out their Twitch VODs to see uh, to see what they're doing with it. Okay, I will do that. Listen, you guys, I'm having a housewarming for like 50 people this weekend. I'm sorry if I have not scoured twitch videos for like how they're using soren there's not not enough minutes in the day my friends um okay anything else uh that you have for our listeners this week before we wrap up cliff uh buy modern horizons uh fair just i mean yeah yeah you know that i'll I'll toss that in as an addendum here is um james and i along with a lot of the other pro traders got some uh, Russian boxes as part of a a mass deal that we organized. We, um, we also ended up with some English boxes and he and I were chatting about it very briefly this week. And I think we're both on the same page of holding our sealed product. I was all set to flip mine really quickly. Um, but every single person who's in this business is going modern horizons prices are going to rise. So I'm going to try and play the mid game here and wait three to six months um, and look to sell later this year. The one road bump is that they might put out a second run of these, uh, which they did with, what was it? It wasn't UMA because UMA was released in the winter, but it was it was a turn. It wasn't Eternal Masters. I think it was Eternal Masters. They did like some, around christmas time all of a sudden everybody was like oh my god there's so much more coming yes ima uma ema we all ima for ice cream um there was a second run but it really did not end up being that big of a deal in the long run so uh you know for those of you kind of wondering what to do about your modern horizons that's the page i'm on and james hold hold like you're in braveheart man yeah, so it's 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 agitating to have it all sitting there. I have a bedroom, an entire like closet in our house stuffed with Modern Horizons boxes at this point. But that does seem like uh, your best outcome, especially if you know every single seems so well positioned. I just as an aside, Travis, I'm really curious. Uh, did you get a whole bedroom set aside for magic, or just a closet or a basement? Um, it's like twenty percent of the floor space in the house. It's just distributed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. It's I I have a an agitating amount of like sealed box stuff floating around. Like I have a bunch of FTVs I never sold. I have like a bunch of old Japanese like Konzatark here and conspiracy boxes. Now I have all this Horizons. So it you know it starts to take up space. Um, re- really, I could have a room, maybe not a room, half of a room to magic stuff let's be honest with ourselves travis it would be the whole room 
Don't kid yourself. Well, the way I live, it would quickly become that. <laughs> um, you know, if, if 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 everything, if I was focused on making it condensed and not accessible, it'd be half a room. But if I actually wanted well, to be able to reach any of the cards. Yeah, he's got to be organized and reachable when things spike. Yeah. All right. Uh, where can people find you, Cliff? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Word of Commander. Uh, you can find me on the Casual Fridays articles that come out on mtgprice.com. And if you get lucky at a Grand Prix and you see a giant flashing cube draft sign, that's me. Okay, good to know. Um, I'm Travis Allen. I'm on Twitter at Wizard Bumpin, B-U-M-P-I-N. I write every Monday for MTG Price doing the Watchtower series, and obviously you know me here. I'd also like to remind our listeners to check out mtgprice.com Pro Trader Service for just $79, $7.99 a month. Yes, $80 a month. For $7.99 a month or $79.99 per year, which is uh, basically two months free, you can get early access to this podcast, uh, fantastic articles by the best financial minds in the hobby, and a super active Discord that will drive better returns and uh, make and save you money playing Magic the Gathering. Actually, um, we had a credit winner somehow recently who I re- this this kind of this kind of threw me off, Cliff. I gotta be honest. We had a a credit winner semi recently who I reached out to give the credit to, and he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." I'm like, "From the cast." He's like, "I don't really listen." I'm like, "What? <laughs> like you pay for?" <laughs> You pay for the pro trader, but you don't listen to the cast. And he's like, no, I just use the discord. I'm like, okay, like, that's fine. That's totally legit. But like, clearly, I mean, it's worth it for him. You know, he's doing it. So uh, it's a lot, there's a lot of, a lot of value out there for you guys to have. It really is. Uh, Travis mentioned the uh, pickups of Russian stuff. Uh, we, we're lucky enough to have connections for all sorts of things that would be useful. Uh, People bought a lot of uh, Japanese War of the Spark. It was a, a deal that went through the Discord as well. So if you if you're missing out on money, and it's e we easily pay for it. Um, if you go in there and you talk to any of our members, uh, we, everybody's making uh, really great returns, and I'm really proud to be a part of that. Making really great returns. It'll make you. Help you save money and play our favorite game. Um, all right, credit winner this week. Uh, I scrolled through our active list on Discord here and chose at random Bozerg. Bozerg, you have won $25 in Cool Stuff Inc. credit. Please shoot Yay! me a message. Yeah, the good job. Please shoot me a message on Discord to claim it. If I don't get your message in about mm, 45 minutes, I'm going to pocket it myself. So, <laughs> Bozerg. Um, once again, uh, MTG Finance, Fast Finance is proudly sponsored by Cool Stuff, Inc., where you can find all sorts of cool, nerdy stuff in stock, including all the best in Magic the Gathering singles, sealed product, and all sorts of other great collectibles. Use the promo code FINANCE5 with the number 5 during checkout at CoolStuffInc.com to save 5% off your order and let them know this podcast is the one that sent you. All right. Cliff, thank you again for joining us. Uh, I... I think james is back next week but that's sort of up in the air at the moment i mean he's probably buying out every store that he's coming across in the middle east at this point i i don't trust him not to come back with like a whole shipping container i don't he's in like romania isn't he or bulgaria i, I thought he uh stopped over in, oh, he's in uh, turkey yeah he's in turkey i thought he was gonna like travel downwards 
Uh, but who knows? Like yeah. he's gonna go wherever he he smells the value. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so I don't know what the deal is for next week. Um, if you're back, that's awesome. If not, we uh, really appreciate you taking the time to join us again, Cliff. It is always a pleasure. Indeed, Travis. Thanks for having me. All right, and that brings us to the end of episode 175 of MTG Fast Finance. We will see you guys all next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.